Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank at Sniper's Hide, and I'm here getting ready to take off to Washington for this Sniper's Hide Cup. It's kind of, I, I don't even know where to go with that. Um, uh, It's a Rifleman's Team Challenge. We're doing it either team or individual, and I haven't been saying a whole lot about it because I've just been in such a different space than worrying about the competition and stuff, and I don't even know. I'm going to end up having to change it for next year. It's right in the middle of my my busiest time. I got so much going on, and it it's dividing me in a weird way, even though I'm not really. I mean, it's a Carl Taylor, Clint Smith, and those guys for the team challenge are doing, you know, all the heavy lifting and, and stuff, but it's just in, like, the worst possible moment to go and do it. So... I don't know, man. I think I'm going to do something different next year if I do it at all as far as the match goes. I, I kind of lost the taste for it. I, I'm going to admit it. I'm uh, The whole back and forth, upside down, and what's going on and everything, and it has nothing to do with the guys up there. Although Washington State's getting pretty ugly, so it's like, I'm not, you know, it's, it's, it's with their governor and their laws, it's turning it into a tough situation to say, hey, everybody, come to Washington and shoot a rifle match because it's just not as friendly as it once was. But, I mean, it's still a great location. Carl's got great resources up there. And it, it'll it'll be a really good, excellent field match in the kind of matches that I like. But at the same time, I just... It's 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 timing, man. It's it's where's my head right now, and my head's not into competition, which is kind of crazy. But um, you know, I I'm like thinking if I do anything at all next year, it's gonna be probably like a bigger twenty two event, and I'll do it locally here. You know that it might be something that that totally like changes up the twenty two stuff a bit. But uh, boy oh boy, what a what a deal, man. It's like right back on an airplane until Monday, and then I got classes, and then, you know, it, it, this is not going to stop until I get back from Alaska in July, which is the middle of the month, so I'm back to back to back. I got the class that's a private class in um, Tennessee going on, then I got the Alaska stuff, we got this July block, and then I get like, August is a bit of a break, but we just uh, it was posted on Recoil. And I want to thank, um, you know, Chris Roberts and then Candace Horner reached out to me for a quote on the uh, posting about the gathering. We're doing locally on my range, we're doing a, um, a hog call get together for the USMC Scout Sniper Association and the Army Sniper Association. It's going to be a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, some shooting, some clinic some, you know, there, there's companies stepping up. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that because it's, it's, you know, it should just be a fun hangout time and not something that's like, er, work, you know. But um no, everything went good in Alaska. I really appreciate the feedback I'm getting on the rants. And I'm going to go through and read some of our comments that I haven't kind of caught up with, but we'll get that knocked out as well. You guys are doing an excellent job commenting. And I know one guy was super proud of his thousandth comment or our thousands comment made by a specific shooter. But um numb, I you know the 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 competition side of things just is it, it's it's right now it's really unappealing for me. You know, I don't I see more positives coming out of the um 
training side, I don't see things changing, you know, in a way. I th- I mean, in, you know, man, maybe there's a safety getting a little better. Maybe this is, I know locally I'm getting feedback that guys are changing stuff as far as the safety aspect and what they're doing. I, I definitely know our discussions, my rants have resonated with certain people. But at the same time, you don't know, um, you know, I don't really see what I think can be done at the top happening as much, you know, but that's me. I mean, I'm not looking super hard, but I still have become one of the de facto complaint departments, I guess, is a way of putting it. So I still get feedback on, hey, I saw this or hey, I saw that. And, and all I've been telling the people is reach out to the series Go to the heads there and try to get them to address it and do something about it from that standpoint. And and so um, that's where I'm at. And, you know, part of it is, man, I'm, I'm just, it's getting so busy. I'm actually kind of scaling back. I was talking today, uh, we're home kind of going out and doing some stuff and getting ready for me leaving tomorrow. So I was saying today, I'm like, uh, you know what? I got to cut back on being spread so thin. And I got to put a little bit greater focus into a, a few main areas. Like the training's always a big focus because there's so much of it in this block. You know what I mean? There's a ton. So that focus on training ends up, you know, being there. But I got to put a little bit more back into the website. I got to spend some time with that. I, I missed the article for Gun Digest because the internet and this and traveling around and it just, I had, you know, I was going to do a thousand word article and I got to like 888 and it was like too busy. Can't do it. Where's the pictures? Nope. Sorry. So it's, it's, you know, that's on me. I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm overextended and feel I'm, I'm letting certain elements down that I need to do better job on. So that's going to be the next case is, is for me to kind of cut back and unfortunately the way I'm seeing it right now the first place of cutting back might be on the match side of stuff and in how the cup is done come next year 2020s might be a rebuild reblend redo year you know it might be something more private something smaller maybe it's going to be more like the gathering where I'm going to do more of a focused event and bring the like-mindeds in and not really you know, do anything like that. But uh, I don't know. I, um, you know, kind of crazy. Uh, I'm limiting, like I said, I'm limiting what I'm I'm taking for what, what guys are sending here. I just had a couple offers come in, you know, catching up. I had Monday when I was going to catch up on everything. I had 410, like, real emails to catch up on. Uh, you know, the stuff put to the side that I couldn't do in Alaska, the stuff that had to be done here. I mean, it's, 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 it's a, you know, it's a lot from three directions. You got the everyday sniper podcast bringing in one element. You got snipers hide bringing in another element. You got the outside world and the training bringing in another element. And then over the backside, you, you know, we got the match coming up and that was something put forward last year. And like I said, I'm, I'm really appreciative of Carl from in motion targets and out there on the West coast and Clint sharp from rifleman's team challenge they're they're doing all the heavy lifting but and and they they put on a hell of a nice match i mean it's in that that northwest area so um i'm gonna have a pig roast on saturday night or something some kind of barbecue pig roast so we're gonna be you know throwing back in everything i'm 
for the last two years, everything I've done as far as, you know, with the name has been put right back into prizes. We've been giving away uh, with the top shooters between the full-blown top shooters and the kids. I've been given $5,000 back in prize money since in lieu of doing like a prize table. Yes, companies are stepping up. How is there? MDT's there. Leopold's coming there. You know, so all the local brands that are in that backyard are doing stuff, but I'm just... I'm not feeling it to go chasing down prizes, competing with everybody else, whose schedule is what. It's too much at the wrong time for me. I'd rather do some of this on the backside like October when the other series are winding down instead of being in the middle of when they're ramped up. Not that it's a competition thing. We still, you know, we still sell our our, our matches out to where we want it to be. We just want to hover right around that 100 shooters and we're totally there. So that's the easy part. You know, we don't get, we don't run into any conflicts from that direction. But it's just need, you know, I'm I'm chest deep, not even knee deep. I'm chest deep into the middle of my training, you know, into the middle of what's going on. And now, you know, I'm getting the emails from the bigger companies. Hey, we're getting ready for 2020 and 2021 and you know, you need to fill out this paperwork and you need to do this. And it's like, e blah, man, I got a lot on my plate and it's just not not working for me um, the way I need it to be. So I'm going to back off to, to do better. Uh, a couple things I will say um, the, on the Kdex side of stuff with the chassis. I'm a Kdex chassis fan, man. I like the Kdex rifles. I just got a bunch of ammo in from Amel Praslick. He's over with Capstone, Lapua Burger, and all those guys. They sent me the Burger six Creedmoor loads, and I'm super excited. I I dig that Burger uh, black and yellow box stuff that's coming out, and and I'm really excited to be able to shoot that. And I'm going to be using the Kdex Sheepdog six Creedmoor to test it out. Well, they just sent me their Arker, you know, really right stuff dovetail rails. And so that's a great thing that they created a rail for their chassis system. And, and so it's, it's their rail for their system and goes into their mounting, which is an awesome deal. So uh, I'll be playing that uh, moving forward. I got two of those for my, because my Tikas are in Kdexes. You know what I mean? It's like, to me, to get the best out of these Tikas, I love the Sturk stuff. Sturk bolt handle, got the AI versions. Then, you know, if you got the plastic shroud, you can get Sturk steel shroud or metal shroud, 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 shroud. Um, and, and so you can do that kind of stuff. But um, it's just a case of, uh, you know, just digging that stuff. And, and Kdex is a big supporter of mine, and I really appreciate everything they do for me and shooting their rifles and running it and, and want to thank uh, Lapua, Burger, Capstone, and all those guys for sending me six Creed more to do. I, I don't know how much I'm supposed to say, and, and we're in ammo mode, you know what I mean? But I have shot the new Prime recipe. Ooh, new Prime. And so I'm really excited about that. Jim came out with his crew, John Philman. He brought the loader, Anthony and those guys, and then Josh Koontz came on to lend support. And we took out their first offering, which is going to be their 6.5 Creedmoor load. They've... 
replicated the normal load that they were using for a all made in USA load and, and improved on it. In my opinion, it's, it's a little bit faster, not huge, but it's right there. Uh, but a tick speedier, let's call it 25 feet per second faster, maybe a little bit more. Your, your, uh, your results may vary. And uh, SDs almost cut in half, uh, pretty damn close to half of what the RUAG SDs were. And, and you know, we did like 10 shot groups. We did, uh, uh, I got a six shotter from their other loaded ammo, the one with the Ashbury gun. I'll talk about that in a second. But nine and a half, nine, seven, we're single digit, man. We're there. And so looking forward to that. I've just been crunching numbers with my, um, cold bore analyzer the new bullet which is a u.s version of the golden eagle it's a 130 basically that way i'm not gonna tell you who's making it or anything i don't I, again i don't want to talk too crazy and out of school about what's going to be released and what can be released but 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 how many times are they gonna say but right but but oh my god that's just nuts man so i'll change it to sell and the the bullet BC I'm looking at a a point three oh oh to a point three oh two G seven and I'm looking at like a five ninety five eighty five to five ninety is where my numbers came up in a G one with the the one thirty bullet that they're loading. Um, great brass. I mean, that, that's probably out, um, secret wise. People have probably figured out what's going on with the brass, but it's being loaded here in the U S really well done. And then I shot the load that's being used in the Ashbury snipers hide edition rifle. Some of you guys noticed, uh, who, especially the ones who bought it. And I want to thank you guys who've stepped up 1950 for the snipers hide edition saber M 700 and nose i got nasal court today so hopefully i can get some allergy relief but um anyway the the um apos uh you, you know the groups were like around half minute to five eighths at first and then all of a sudden you started noticing the groups went to like three eighths to a half minute and this is out of the standard base model 1950 without any of the upgrade packages Okay, like, whoa, this isn't even an upgrade package and this thing's shooting sub-minute or half-minute. And it's the load we're using. It's the factory ammo that you guys can get. And they're actually going to kind of put on the box with a sticker, like, recommended for, like, Sniper's Hide in a way. And it's a 140 ELDM, you know, that that the load that I shot. Great speed. 2850 out of the 140 with my 22 inch AX, my AI AX featured. And, um, you know, God, a 140 going 2850 out of the box with a single digit SD with sub half minute accuracy right out of there. Man, this is like the golden age for ammo. You look at Burger and the Capstone and that ammo that's going on and federal loading with burger and hornaday's stuff with their doppler and a tips everybody's crowing about we're in like a golden age of ammunition which is good because that was one of the weakest links in the system you got your scope is the biggest weak link because it's mechanical the other thing is ammo 
you know, because there's so much we could be doing with ammo, but it was always a case of, well, we always done it this way. Why do we need to change? But now with new partnerships, new new pairings, you know, guys working together, it's, it's really working out well. And I think you're going to find some of this kind of boutique, boti- yeah, what is it? Boutique, right? Boutique loads. That's the word I was looking for. I thought that was right. The boutique loads that are happening, even from a bigger company like a Lapua, Burger, and those guys with the capstone stuff. I mean, that's kind of a Gucci load, man. 6'5 Creedmoor, the whole thing, and it's giving you choices. Hornaday, I mean, I'm loving what they're doing. Always been a Hornaday fan. And I here's, here's the key, man, why Hornaday's so important in all of this. Hornaday's keeping the prices level, okay? Because this is why... We're not creeping up to where we were early on when it was starting to go to the $50 a box. You know what I mean? And then, you know, guys were like, okay, $52 a box for short action calibers. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Then it came down to the $42 a box. Then it came down to $32 a box. Now we're, they're starting to hover at that $25 to $30 mark. That's huge for all of us. You know what I mean? Becomes Because you're getting really good brass with these guys. You know, Prime is going to be giving you golden brass uh, with that stuff. And then it's, you, you know, you got the Lapua and the burger pairing. And then you got, you know, Hornaday with their stuff and Federal. I mean, it's just like golden age of ammo is beginning. We're in the, we're in the dawn of a new age of ammo. And, and, and I mean, the, the, the promotion going on around the A-tips has is, is been pretty big. So uh, you're seeing everybody, you know, all the best guys going out and running the A-tip and doing well with it, which you, you'd expect. I mean, I, I don't think I would, would look at it any other way, but um, definitely looking forward to that. One other thing that I'm looking at and kind of playing with, even though it's not necessarily the exact right time of year for it, but this was kind of where my timing fell. I talked to you guys about some of the merino wool stuff that I was going to grab out of Finland with the um, that Sharma line, S-A-R-M-A, of merino wool. And that's going to come from the website. And, and I'm going to have to spell it because I don't want to hack this up on the guy. It's like Verolust. Oh, God, I'm, I'm going to be so bad. I need to go to like Google and let them pronounce it for me. That would probably be the better way of doing it. But it's. V-A-R-U-S-T-E-L-E-K-A dot com. Okay. And and these guys do some clothing. And the cool thing for, I'm talking to you guys about it because it came in. I missed it by 45 minutes. Like when I went to the airport for Alaska, DHL didn't show up until uh, I was at the gate. I was at the counter, the ticket counter, getting my ticket. And I'm waiting all day, waiting all day. Like, because DHL usually comes about one, two o'clock in the afternoon for me. Here it was like five and I was leaving for the airport. I'm at the airport at the counter and I get the alert that they dropped it off. But I went with the the Sharma um, Merino wool hoodie and, and the other stuff. And everybody knows I'm like a big Triple Alt fan, you know, as far as Triple Alt design goes. Because it's slimmer cuts, fits me, like the Arteryx, very similar but pricey. So a very similar merino wool hoodie from them is about 50 bucks more. This one's $118. And the cool thing about it is they have flat rate shipping to the U.S. for $9.99. OK, 
Okay, so you know, I'm talking about somebody from Finland, a big, uh, uh you know, company for for some really great wool and really great cold weather and different equipment out there, and it, it's got prices that are reasonable. You know, we're in a global economy now, big big global age, but these hoodies are pretty damn awesome. And then I got the wool jacket in in the heavier jacket for winter. And I just got to say, man, I'm pretty damn impressed. I'm going to end up doing a quick little video on it. But I got the uh, hoodie that will be going with me. And I'm going to end up putting off to the side my triple lot stuff for the season. And just focusing on uh, this stuff for uh, Vera Schlecka. Vera Schlecka, I guess. Vera, Vera Schlecka, I guess. I'm hoping. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a linguist, man. <laughs> but um, no, definitely take a look at it. it it's I, I'm I'm happy with, with what they did, and then they sent me a really cool couple chocolates, and these are old school, go back to the '30s. Shuka Cola, Shuka Cola. These are like German chocolate stuff. It's a tin they used to give away to the German soldiers in World War II, and it hasn't changed since then. And this was it's a caffeine crunch chocolate. And um, it's the caffeine chocolate, I guess, is kind of how you decipher this. And it's all cut up, and you can't really read it because it's all in kind of German here. But it's got a long, long history as being in the mess kit, the tins, for the German soldiers back in World War II. And then it trickled out to other countries uh, as far as just because of the German invasions and stuff. Other countries started latching on to this, and it's, from what I can understand, it's been unchanged since, like, 1936, which I dig that. I'm, I, I'm, I'm a fan of that history of it. So I want to thank them for throwing a couple of those tins in the box. And then they put in some utility knives, a skinning knife, and then kind of like a hatchet hybrid. And, you know, all really, the nice thing about it, and this will kind of, when I'm going to bring it up to Alaska, this will translate to the Alaskan guys. Because you're in that cold, wet, freezing, you know, when you look at like Finland's climate and Alaska, the Pacific Northwest climate, it's very similar. So I really think the direction those guys are going will translate well to the direction that I find myself in. I'll have the Minnesota class, right? You, you got the uh, cup in Washington State known for wetness and all that and I'm a huge Merino wool fan. It, it, given the choice, and you guys have seen in my videos lately that I'm wearing sweaters, you know what I mean? Rather than wearing like tech fabric and jackets, and, and especially when, when the temperature is kind of weird. Colorado's had a slow start, very wet start in a way. And to me, Merino wool is the answer. I really dig it for what we do. And, and I like the cut, the style of this. I like their whole Sharma line of merino wool hoodies and stuff and their prices are, are cool man like let me go to this other jacket and um let me see the, the the bigger jacket that i grabbed the wool one uh if i can nail it pretty quick here see if we can dig it down is it this one a wool shell jacket it might be this one right here so here yeah we got this really good almost like if you look at like a triple lot one these things are two three hundred bucks and this one's 182 dollars and it's it's a wool shell jacket. It's wool based. So um, wool based outdoor and military clothing. 
Uh, it's old timey wimey, man. It's 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 Doctor it's Doctor Who stuff. You know, it breathes, doesn't feel like plastic. Won't soil, cleans up nice, naturally. Fire retardant forms to its wearer. It all I'm reading the bullet points, man. It's good stuff. And again, flat rate shipping, nine nine. You know, ten bucks flat rate shipping to the U.S. So they they got the uh, the wool shell jacket for one hundred and eighty bucks. It's like yeah, man, and it's styling. You know, they got the um. They got a green, which is the one I grabbed. They have a woodland camo, and then they have a limited edition kind of sniper grayish one, which looks pretty damn badass. Um, that That's cool. And they have a top and bottom mix to it as well, so you can get a set of pants. Their sizing is really good because they go all the way from extra small to extra large long and things like that. So there's a lot of small short, medium short, large short, small regular, medium large, and then extra large regular, then medium long, medium large, you know. So they're doing like military cuts, that extra small short all the way to extra large long. And and, and it's, it's nice. And they give you a really good sort of buyer's guide and how to convert anything the nice thing is, like, they'll give you sizes, so a lot of it'll come in centimeters and stuff, but it'll tell you, you know, small regulars for a guy's 5'7", 5'7 to 5'11", or if I go to the small short, it, it'll um, it'll tell me for a different size guy. Oh, hang on, let me see if I can. So it, it's got sizing in a really good way, so you can go, eh, how big, because I'm all, like, with them, everything that I've got, and I got a merino wool Henley, Oh, all extra small. So the hoodie, the jacket, and the and the things for me are extra small. I like that it has petite cuts and fits. They have women's cut, all that stuff. So definitely some some cool stuff. And I appreciate them seeking me out at Shot Show. These guys uh, hunted me down at Shot Show, found me on Sniper's Hide, and we talked a little bit. I wasn't quite sure. It's like yeah, but you guys are in Finland. But they're, they're such a nice big company. Their online presence is really good. Navigation on their site is easy. And with $9, you know, $10 shipping to the U.S., it's there's no gap. You know what I mean? And they got the stuff actually here pretty quick. I just missed it by that 45 minutes. And so, uh, you know, no, no, no drama there. Definitely some good stuff. All right. The other thing I want to do is I want to talk about some of these as we're getting into this. Let's go hit some of these ooh excuse me questions uh what do we got here with some of the questions uh, uh blah, 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 blah. Or just re listen to what do we got here let's see big shout out to mark and frank uh we got to go down a little further okay it's a, so i'm going to go with ross taylor's i'm going to do him as the first one that was 9 days ago so i'm guessing that's about where my questions are let me just see if i um i don't think i read this one if I did, sorry, Ross, you're getting another shot at it. But uh, guys, oh, you know, I'm really appreciate you commenting. I dig it. If you can, you want to comment on Sniper's Hide, we could read it there. If you want to comment on the Podbean app, that racks our numbers up for the end of the year. We're, re- you know, we're looking forward to kind of pushing our commenting as far forward as we can, because that's something within our own destiny we can control, right? That's something we can push forward. So Ross says, hey, shot a match this weekend, and I'm not saying I'm a great shooter or even that good for that matter, but I make shit work. I've been shooting a Bagheera 6.5 and feel like it does good with factory ammo. I have managed to get myself in the top 30 in my club matches in Wisconsin, but this weekend I shot a Borders War match, and it all went to shit. Granted, I've never shot past 800, 
but I still did good out to 800. And then all of a sudden this weekend, my 1,000-yard, my dope was off 4M away when adjusted for it and got back into the ranges. I have shot 2M away low once. So his data's off. Um, software, man, and you got to kind of look at your dope and conditions. The other thing I'm going to recommend to you is check ranges. If they're giving you a range to a target, check the ranges. Because I, I talked to some guys this weekend that shot a match, and they had Vectronics laser rangefinders with them. They're Ross, and they said 30% of the targets were about 40 yards off. Okay, that could be significant. So it's worth your time to double check ranges. Even if you're going to use kind of a cheaper range finder. Oh, hang on, I'm kind of getting myself out of sorts. It's getting hot up in here. But um, hang on, I'll give you a little. Trying to pull my jacket off. There we go. So check the ranges. Um, and the other thing is verifying your dope is... You want to go out and understand your known conditions, right? You want to make sure you know, here are my conditions that I'm shooting in that. And that's the raw data, your barometric using station or absolute, your temperature, your humidity is a factor of density altitude, but you could set that to 50%. However, if you find where you live, the average is about 75%. You could do that too, but 50 will get you good with it. And then look at your density altitude, okay? Because that's going to combine those three numbers, but still know all of that. You wanna, when you're doping your rifle and you're true in your software, you need a solid verified aiming point, okay? You gotta have a watermark or something where you're putting the reticle on so you can gauge as best possible point of aim to point of impact because that's what you need to use to true up your software. I mean, just hitting the steel, that steel could be two to four M away tall, depending on how far you shot it to begin with, you know? And then for Ross, since it seems like you have limited range, you're going to want to true that guy to about 600 yards. That should not give you that big of a screw up at a thousand. So if you tweak it to 600 yards, almost go with the Joel Wise video that the Precision Rifle Network did and for truing, and that should get you really well. And look at what Joel did with a waterline and paper and the whole thing. That was a good method for where I think Ross is. So hopefully, I, I don't think it's it's necessarily the rifle or the ammo. I think it's the homework, man. I think you need to go and put in a little bit more homework and double check it. So it shouldn't be that far off. But at the same time, please verify ranges when you go to these matches because there is a possibility that X amount of them are off. Um, and you know, um, Frank will uh, will uh, Frank will give your wife a class in load development. That's from that. Pick your favorite color. So yes, I will give your wife a class in load development, and then when she's done with it, she'll know my favorite color. Okay. Um, uh, Blade Maker there, SP Blade Maker. Um, would love to see a class in PA. I'm going to, you know, Mark and I have kind of talked about taking the the, the road show because mostly I do the road show on my own. But um, there may be, it may kind of turn out where it goes to Mark and and Frank show on the road. But what we need to do is you need a range, you need to have the point man and somebody coordinates with the range and set it up. I can't go and negotiate with your range. You know what I mean? So there has to be somebody there 
who basically organizes the class and then just brings me in. You know, putting bodies in the class is no big deal. It's making sure there's a way to meet range rules, organize it, and and have the, the, the information out to the public of what the range and where to stay and all that stuff. But it's it's a it's really about the ranges because there's there's a lot of these ranges locally that have these limitations to classes that make a profit for lack of a better word so if you coordinate a class we could put one together Alaska ATV there um he was at the class I think this is Rick a uh, big shout out to Frank and Mark for a great training event I really enjoyed myself I was amazed with all the the other behind-the-scenes people that helped to my class flow so smoothly in the Sheep Creek Lodge uh, were the best. Thank you for the best learning experience. Yeah, we have a we have a um, we have a team, man. In the Alaska classes, where it's not just Mark and I, it, it the lodge is a big part of it. Okay, because they're doing our meals, they're hosting us. We're there, you know. We basically just take over, and Sheep Creek really, really treats everybody like family and really well. Um, Jesse and Molly and them and, and all that, but, uh, the, you know, the whole crew and then everybody's amazed with Robbie just knows everybody's name, like from the first meeting. And then, you know, when you go to the range, it does alternate, but we had, you know, Steve, the range officer, who's always there. He kind of coordinates us and he's our liaison for the range itself. And he's our safety guy. Then we have, you know, myself, Mark and Chet. When Chet comes in, Chet's a former USMC scout sniper instructor, West Coast guy. And so you get three guys on the line, which is how we're giving you that individual attention. On top of that, you got Jimmy D and anybody that might be there helping Jimmy that shows up. A lot of past students come because it's a destination, you know, but Jimmy D's there to help make sure things go, paint targets, move stuff around, help with when I, you know, rifles and things go down. So yeah, man, it's, it's a group thing. It's not any one per uh, people. And then Sean, great to hear the ice cubes in the background. Great fun up there. Yeah. The ice cubes were definitely uh, melting. We were flowing them. Frank, since you mentioned ballistic arc on a few episodes, do you plan to have Joe on? Yes. Um, I'm going to have Joe on. We are going to talk about this. I really want to jump in with both feet with ballistic arc. Because there is so much we can end up doing from a sharing standpoint. Okay, not that not only is it good software, and I love the fact that they'll step or ban the BCs, you know, almost out of um, routine, but the weather flow stuff, you know, so it's 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 kind of going into that. You can create a weather flow and um, the meter and to get all that data and then share that data if you had to. If you if you shoot with a couple guys. Heck, you can get one weather flow and link them together and just use it that way. So not everybody has to buy it. But I'm definitely going to have Joe on and we will be talking about Ballistic Arc. It's just right again, my travel schedule, man. I got to do this every other day or as close to it as I can get away with. I'm on a plane tomorrow morning. I got the cup this weekend. I come back. Then I got Mile High's class. Then right after 4th of July, I got the Tennessee class. I come back on like Monday from Tennessee and on Thursday, I'm back in Alaska. So I'm really only getting like two days, three days between these trips. You know, I got my two days to recover and then, um, you know, like two days to get shit done and then start it all over again. Uh, so, but yeah, I'm definitely working on that. 
Just re-listen. Too bad the RDFs flopped. Uh, Nosler, I don't know, man. It's hard to say um, what the story with the Nosler. Um, on paper, it's all good, but you hear people complaining. But I don't, I don't know if that's partly due to the conflicting sponsorships out there. But you know, if you look at the guys who are in Nosler's backyard shooting it. They don't say a whole lot, but then they'll say, you know, they're getting good results. So I don't know where the RDFs stand, but I mean, everything's changing, man. So damn quick. Like, look how fast people are amazed how fast Prime got up and running. Um, you know, uh, when when the the suits and everything with Prime were announced, people came out of um, uh, the, you know, came out of the woodwork as far as manufacturer go to, hey, we can help you with that. Hey, we'll do this. Hey, we'll do that. Because, you know, Jim's done a, a really good job of marketing this ammo. Um, Ryan, Ryan says, excellent prior listening to the upcoming team challenge. I wish I had more details on the team challenge. I dropped the ball in a huge way. Just, uh, you know, the back and forth, the this, that. It's just like, uh... All right, Robot Doc. Midway is selling an email based on Norma 65 brass, friggin' prime. Yeah, man. Stop friggin' advertising Midway. Look, Prime's trademarked. Okay? Prime, this is like gonna be, and I can't I know, right? I don't know what to say, I could say, but let's put it this way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna robot doc understand this. Any of you guys who are like, yay, I can buy Midway Brass, Prime, blah, 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 fucking jerk off. But anyway. It's here's the situation. Say I go to an, an outside company. This this I get an email. Hey, we want to make Snipers Hide swag, and I say okay. Snipers Hide logo and name the 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 uh the emblem logo there the S eight you know with the hog's tooth and all that stuff and the name Snipers Hide both are trademarked. Prime might be trademarked too. Go figure. So. I go and a company says to me, hey, Frank, we want to do your swag and we'll make you 100,000 pieces, you know, patches. We're going to make $100,000 or 100,000 Sniper's Hide logo patches. Okay, cool. And we're going to we're going to basically let you pay for half up front and then we'll have a payment plan as you sell the other half. And I say, okay, that's a good deal for 100,000 patches. So they we start selling snipers hide patches well halfway through they say hey you're not selling patches fast enough we want to recoup all our money we want you to pay the remainder off and i say well wait a minute that's not the deal that we had you know i can't help on how fast that the patches sell and the trump slump is real and you know what can i tell you you know this is how many have sold and and so they go and they go okay we're suing you for the rest of the money and we're keeping your patches for until we settle this. Okay, well, we'll do that. But then three months later, they sell my patches to another website. And they say, hey, man, we're in a lawsuit with Frank over his patches. And the lawsuit is slated for September 2020. True story. And September 2020 is really far away, but we don't want to sit on this inventory that has Frank's name all over it. So we're going to give it to you at a huge discount and let you sell it. Dude, I'm trademarked. You can't go selling my stuff with my trademark on it, unauthorized at that, and giving it to somebody that I haven't released to give it to. 
So think about that. I mean, when when these guys, you know, in the within three months of announcing a lawsuit that's not going to be seen until next year, you sold off the inventory to have somebody else sell it. Not cool, man. And I would I would not be uh, crowing about it or or going all that. You know, oh, and you do say Midway, uh, everybody needs to light Midway's up for cutting America's small business. Okay, Robot Doc, you're cool. I'm good with it. So, recovered. Okay, so a normal two-hour drive home got me thinking and listening to this again for the fourth time. A setup and email that us users can send either Apple or Google redeemed card numbers to offset the cost of Ballistics app. That'll, I don't, what is he trying to say? You want to set a set up an email that us users can either Apple or Google routine card numbers, ballistic app that turn helps us too on your class sign up and put it. Oh, to get a discount on it. Well, a lot of the apps we, we recommend are free. So I'm not quite sure where that is on your class sign up, put a spot to ask what app they the students are using to which yeah but you get the friggin kitchen sink with a class man and again alaska this is a huge thing you guys don't get in a class of 15 people in alaska maybe maybe five are interested in software down here in the lower 48 it's 100 percent. okay so it's two different kind of deals but yeah, we'll work on that, which then um, subsidized by us, the community who learned through the osmosis of listening at home or in the car. Mike's still waiting on that update. You and Adam on the, yeah, I'm glad they're asking fat. Dude, I don't think Mike and Adam have shot any of the 308 or have done anything. So I really doubt you're going to see an update from Mike and Adam. I mean, Mike shot a little bit of that 308 that he had, but then I think he switched his rifle right back to the six Creedmoor he was shooting. And Adam's off onto BRA now. So, um, yeah, I, I haven't seen them guys touch a 308. But I'll have to get together with Mike or have them call Mike up, man. Call him up at the friggin' Mile High, uh, 303-255-9999. Call Mike up and say, hey, dude, where's the friggin' updates? Get you and Adam on the damn podcast and give us an update while Frank's out traveling. That's all. Just tell them to do it. You know? Anyway, can you talk about optic design? What separates one power range design from another? The XTR comes to mind. The 28 gets good reviews, but not the 15. Um, you know what? It's usually price point. Optical design, they're all pretty damn close. Like a great example, Vortex Gen 2 Razor 4-27. It's the same design as the SIG Tango 6 5-30. Those are essentially the exact same scope in a different wrapper with different turrets, you know, LTAX on the Vortex, the pull push, and then the level plex and all the stuff on the SIG. But you'll find that they'll either spec different glass or do all that. So it's usually when they're trying to hit a price point, but why, the, you know, guys don't like the 3 to 15. They might not feel like how it feels. It's a little lighter. Feels a little less like if you go to the SWFA 3 to 15, it's a very light, simple scope. But if you look at that 5 to 20, which I like a whole lot, the 5 to 20, it's a heavier kind of, you know, burlier scope. And it's just where those price points tend to fall for them to get the costs down. But it is difficult depending on zoom range and things like that on how much they put together and spend 
because those bigger zoom ranges make it harder. But the three to fifteen should be a no brainer. Why? Why that? Why it doesn't get good reviews on the uh, the fifteen power? My only guess is because it feels lighter and it just doesn't have that, you know, oh heavy quality feel. But glass wise, I got one. I mean, Chris from SWFA sent me a three to fifteen just recently. You know, maybe I'll, I'll bust it out and um and look at it. And then Carlos is asking, uh, do you still shoot the SSG sixty nine? I was just looking at those today. No. Uh, my 69 is a match pair. I don't think I've touched it in 10 years plus. Um, it's, it's you know, it, it's, it's just an old school 1990 SSG. Always big fan of them. And then Carlos is the, I'm the 1,000 comment sucker fools. And that's what he says. And then <laughs> Sean's asking, uh, did you say Callie? My name's Gally. Cousin Vinny quote. Hey, you know, two U's walk into a Utes, right? Is that what he says? Two Utes. But Ka- Joe Callie. Joe Galley. Anyway, so yeah, that's pretty funny. My cousin Vinny. I get the, a lot of like, like, what am I, a clown? What am I, what am I, you know, what, what do I amuse you? What makes me so damn funny? Um, I have nothing to comment, so I'll just say I like boobies. Hang in there, Frank. Thanks, Don, Dune Dog. <laughs> we all do. Who doesn't like them? I, I heard it kind of lowers blood pressure to look at them. So, um... There you go. Ladies, you want to help uh, prevent heart attacks? Take your shirt off. And uh, Frank looks like a kid in Christmas, the Bigfoot picture. Yeah, man, it was pretty exciting to get that Bigfoot print. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Huge, huge. See, Joe? Bigfoot. Boom. Snagged it. And then what do we got here? Odd Oldsmobiler. 65 Oldsmobiler. Hey, Frank, thanks for putting the bug in my ear regarding adjusting what I can on my stock. It's a Gamilan A5 length of pull spacers and Terry's cheek system, the KMW loggerhead cheek system. I took a quarter out of the length of pull and raised my cheek about the same friggin' mint. Thanks, brother. Canadian fan. Appreciate you guys, right? So, yeah, man, rifle setup's important. Just those small minor moves. Think about the seats and mirrors and, you know, steering wheel in your car. That small adjustment um, matters. And then we got uh, SP Blade Maker again. Huge commenter. Pro. Yeah, there it is. Prolific poster. Relisten. Took about an hour to set up the new MDT stock. Paid off on the range. It will. Okay. So, yeah, set it all up. And then um, I don't even know what this is. Whack-a-maw Scout. Educational. Okay, cool, man. Glad you liked it. So Whack-A-Mall Scout says it's educational. But um that's where we're at, man. That that that's that's all your comments. Keep sending your comments in. Come on over. There's some on Sniper's Hide too. Uh like again, the, there's some bigger LE rant stuff that I went on. Think about the this at which I think about it after the fact. Um their cars. Okay? What's the lifespan on the cars? In your optics, it really comes down to that optic. Again, we in, maybe it's an optic in stock. Maybe, you know, if you go to a chassis, not so much. But your optics shouldn't outlast the car. So if you're issued a car, your optics should follow almost that same timeline. I think maximum for any of this that we're doing is a six-year window. Every six years, there should be some mechanism to replace in 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 fix so something to to think about something to talk about um 
How you change that, I don't know. Is it a case of bringing in a subject matter expert? Is it a case that we need a a article, a video, or something that people can can, can push to and say, here's an article that says, you know, stop doing this to your, you know, le.gov shooters. I mean, they're not even doing that on the mill side anymore. Between the 2010 the PSR and the ASR, that's changed three times in eight years. You know, optics have changed several times. Yeah, there are older ones that are in the system that they, they haven't taken out, but that doesn't mean there aren't replacements in there because pretty much for any optic on a military system, there's three optics in reserve waiting to replace it. You know, and that's why logistics is such a big thing with these contracts because it's not like give us one scope for every guy. It's give us one scope plus three backups. You know, they expect them to break. They expect them to go down. So it's, it's a lot longer supply chain on the, on the, you know, the le.gov side. Do you guys have three backup scopes so you can periodically test like we did and find scopes that have an error and then replace it? Cause you should, because they do. If you're going to model that, model the big picture and not just what you see on the surface, okay? Because there is a big picture behind. Logistics is huge, okay? Huge. Logistics, huge. So anyway, that that I got a lot of good feedback on that. So thanks a lot, guys. All right, well, I'm gonna um probably make another post. I may, you know what I'm gonna try to do? I think I'm going to go around because I'm not shooting the match. You know what I mean? I was going to shoot with uh, Travis's daughter or something, but she just wants to shoot and there's an individual component and she can do her thing. So I don't even think I'm going to bring my rifle just to make my travel that much easier. And I'm going to probably move around and RO and do some different stuff. But I may, I may podcast and get some interviews with the individual competitors. You know, if I bring my um, interview kit, that, that plugs right into my phone. I only need my phone and then I can lab mic them up and ask them some questions. I think that might be fun. Uh, so I, I've kind of been playing around back and forth with that. Alrighty, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper. And I appreciate you guys as always. Head over to snipershide.com and go in the forum. That's where you're going to find everybody having conversations. Alright guys, have a great one and we'll talk to you on the other side.